You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And first time ever, <laughs> live and in stereo and on your Twitch channel and multiple other places, it's your boy, DJ Benamin, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, Oscar the Slouch, Jimmy Mitrill. <laughs> Keep that same energon when you see me, even though you won't see me. Bit the grace and energy, as always, here in the spaceship, here in the new and improved spaceship, which we're still working out the technical kinks on. But as always, I'm joined by... Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ting of the North, Dora the Explorer, Mila Shea, Tame, Dame, 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 Dime, Dash, J Prince of All Saints, and T'Challa Bread. All right. All right. Well, yes. Welcome. Welcome, everybody out there. For those who are just still listening on our various platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, all those places. Thank you very much. iTunes, you know, wherever we still got to get on title like Meg and Bay, you know, do some big <laughs> things over there. But right now, for those who are watching us live, we are here on Twitch. We are working out the kinks. We are aware that there might be some uh, mess up, some things not working. But, uh, you know, we just want to make sure, okay, they can hear us. Everybody can hear us out there. They can see us. We know that, you know, it's not perfect, but we're going to get there. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. And we're here. We're here. And I said this the other day, but nobody could hear me. So I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. Ben, I mean. Yep. Many appreciations, many gracious thanks to you because you guys don't know this, but all of this is possible because of DJ Ben. I mean, the reason why I say that is because DJ Ben, I mean, put in hours, countless hours of research, of working with different people, of working with different teams. Shout out to Kaja, uh, uh, shout out to Don Will, like shout out to everybody who has tried to assist in getting this off the ground. But Again, just me personally, I wanted to thank you, Ben. I mean, thank you live. Thank you to everybody. Like, honestly, you you helped make this. And this is one of my dreams, actually. So you helped make this dream come true. So thank you very, very much. Oh, well, you are so welcome. Thank you for being along with me. I'm still adjusting my camera live as we go because I'm looking that's at okay. it. You know? And that's how it's going. But yeah, um, you're welcome. And thank you because I've just wanted to see this as much as you We've had this dream of having For All Nerds show to be more like a talk show that you see on TV or on the internet and everything for a long time than just a podcast. You know, want people to see our expressions and all yes. those 
different things, our beautiful faces. Yes. You know. I, I was tired of saying, oh, if you could guys only could see me. <laughs> it was yes. like, oh, you guys got to see Ben Amin's face. Like, now you guys get to see that. This is just another dynamic of the show that we wanted to bring to you guys. And and thankfully, because of the fan fam and also because of the Patreon fan fam, we were able to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we got the scene switching. You know, you got different angles, all kind of things. We're going to be doing a lot more. You're going to be seeing a lot of different things on this here Twitch channel. Uh, twitch.tv slash for all nerds so thank you very much for tuning in man i'm i'm just sitting here i'm like trying to check the stream make sure everything's working <laughs> at the same time that we're doing but, a podcast but i mean it's the control uh room right now so that's yes. why we said please bear with us because we're doing a lot at once like a lot and yes it's working and but <laughs> i mean people been doing a lot this week so you know we're just trying to keep up basically you know oh. uh, Maybe more in a better way than certain people have been doing, you know. But Bro, yeah, it's like, been a, I can't. It's been a wild week. You know, it's like, and that's the problem. Like, you can't really do, we'd be doing wild things when people are under quarantine. Because that's all they got. You know, that's all they got. So, oof. But, um, you know, in some good news. Because I feel like there really has not been enough good news lately. Actually, shout out to my man. Uh, well, not my man. I don't even know the dude. I did see him in Brooklyn <laughs> once. Um, John Krasinski. I did. That's your I, man's. Yeah, that's, I actually saw him man's. in a. Huh? No, that's your man's. You got to tell him that. Be like, yo, yo, John, what's up, bro? I did see him and Emily um in Brooklyn once walking there. Um, like I think they had a baby in a stroller at the time. Like recently? Like no, this was like about three, four, five yeah, years ago. Yep. Oh, years. Okay, I thought yeah. you said like during the pandemic. Like he oh, had on no. his um, you know quiet place you think i'd recognize that motherfucker from any other hipster in brooklyn if he had a mask on like come on no, no. <laughs> i barely recognize him that day for that matter you know no shots you know but um <laughs> no a big shouts to him because i really like his some good news thing that he does on youtube you know it's really nice it has been bringing some tears and some joy to me so shout out to him and that's what we're you know working at doing every day over here on fall on earth just bringing some light and love to people because yeah. we know it has been a wild time you know and it seems to just yeah. keep going on and on and on and i can tell you from experience you know from being locked down and stuff sometimes this stuff It'll feel like, you know, you're locked down. And so, you know, for those who've never been in a situation like this, it can be mind-blowing. So, Very. you know, we just want to bring something to y'all that, you know, makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. And thank you for being here with us. And, you know, we're live. We're on yeah. camera. I'm, I'm actually forgetting because I'm so used to now I'm doing my podcast <laughs> voice got, again. You, you can't be doing, I mean, you can do your podcast voice. You can't be doing no wild shit. I yeah. mean, you can, but, you know, it might, people might screenshot it. So Facts. Um, you might get a gift out yes. of this. Um, yep. I do want to add to what you were saying about, you know, everyone going through this time. Um, that's okay if you don't want to share. Like, I know some people feel some type of way about, like, the fact that, you know, like people sharing a lot of stuff that's going on in their life, you know, good or bad. But and mm. some people are just like, well, I'm they're, they're not the sharing type. Like, they don't want to put your they business out there. And that's, I just want you to tell you guys that that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. like you, be mindful of the people who are qu being quiet too, because mm. they also can be going through some things. And just because they're not actively speaking about it on social media doesn't mean that they're not going through it. So I just yes. want to share love to those people. I, I understand because I'm like you, but it it's just, just be mindful that everyone's going through different things and different levels. So we should be very empathetic to each other as just in general, but especially now. For real, man. We always talk about that. Like, you never know what somebody's doing through. You never know what anybody's day is like. And right now, man, 
Like, even on social media, like, you know, I like to start off my day like, yo, what's something good that happened to you? And today I did that. But then I was looking at the timeline, and on my timeline, a lot of people were talking about deaths, you know, that they personally were experiencing. And so I felt wild even asking that, you know. But mm. at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to retweet all this death or any of that, you know. And so I wanted to still ask people, yo, what's good in your life, you know, because even in the worst of times. And that's something that I can really want to say and I can relate to people to, from being locked up. Like, I was locked up before, and it was one of the worst times of my life. It wasn't the worst time of my life, you know, though I can say that. But it was definitely one of them. And even during that one of those worst times of my life, I did mad creative stuff. I kept my mind. I kept my sanity. You know, I read a lot of books. I read like 70-something books in a year, I think, that year. I did a whole lot of things that were actually beneficial to me. And so even though like in this time, even though we're all very stressed out and stuff, we can still use this time. And I'm not one of those people who be like, yo, you should be writing a book right now. You know, I'm just one of the people who be like, Please yo, don't. You, no, I'm just like <laughs> one of the people who's like, you should just keep your sanity right now. You know, focus on keeping your smile, focus on being happy every day, because that's the most important thing, you know. And then from there, you know, things will come because if you're happy every day, thing, you know, a lot better things are going to happen for you than if you're angry, sad, ranting, mad, you know, whatever every day. Thank you for saying that, Ben. And I I was ha- happy today. Uh, we did an IG live today yep. with shout out to Professor C. Brandon Obunu, uh, mm-hmm. again, Brown University professor. He's a genetics and epidemics um, um, expert. We talked this to what this afternoon on IG live to talk all things COVID-19. Um, if you guys have been following us, you know that he came on, dropped gems during the podcast, and we did a live like a couple weeks back. We did it again today. Um, we're going to keep bringing him on too. So like, we want to make sure you guys stay informed and stay educated. Um, we're going to also bring him on the, um, the Twitch. So you guys be able to see. And again, like, like you said, Ben, I'm focusing on the good, focusing on the positive stuff. So definitely focus on that. I'm very happy about that. Um, there's some other positive stuff that I was focusing on today though. Oh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, what is it? Um, it's a little thing called Lovecraft Country. Just a oh. just, just a little thing. So yeah, yesterday, right? Yes, yeah, yesterday, Misha Green, who is the showrunner for um, Lovecraft Country on HBO, she first of all, this woman doesn't post on Twitter. Like, period. The last time she posted was January of this year. She posted yesterday, and it was like a GIF with the number three overlaid on like a, some in, some video from Lovecraft Country. And I said, wait a minute, what does this mean? What does this mean? Then today, Jordan Peele posted another type image, but it said the number two overlaid yeah, over three, it. Yeah, three, two, one. So I was one. like, you know wait a coming. minute. Wait a minute. They doing a, they doing a countdown. Wait, mm-hmm. does this mean Friday we get in a fucking full-ass trailer? You already know it does. Bro! I saw I, that from the three. When I saw the three, I already knew what was going down. I was like, okay, three, two, one. Where's the two and the one? I am so freaking excited. Like, yes. a couple of years back, we actually interviewed Matt Ruff, who yep. is the author of the Lovecraft Country book, the, the the book that the show is based off of. And, you know, we had an amazing time with him. If you guys want to, definitely go back, dig into crates, listen to that episode, because it was a really nice, um, really good and informative um, interview. But, you know, he, he was telling us about his hopes and dreams for the, the TV adaptation. And then, like, now we're finally here. Like, I almost forgot it was happening, bro. 
I know it's happening. I'm sorry. I'm so entranced by the Twitch right now. I just can't believe it. But no, but I saw you. You're just like this. I just wanted to give a thumbs up and a smile to everybody out there. But shout outs to Matt Ruff, and I can't wait for Lovecraft Country on multiple levels. First of all, Misha yes. Green is running it. Showrunner, you know, woman, you know, I'm gonna say black woman, right? She's um, black. Yeah, black woman showrunner, like fire, especially in Hollywood. One of the best books that I've read in a minute. It's you know, such a good book. Such a good book. And Damn. it's done, and like we even asked him when we talked to Matt on the show because Matt Ruff is a Caucasian white man. And he wrote a book where he captured the feeling of being a black man under police pressure in a way that I haven't, I, I don't know if I've ever read it. You know, I've experienced that feeling, but mm. I've never read it. You know, I've experienced that feeling of being in the driver's seat and the cop pulling you over and mm. you do not know how it's going to end if you're going to walk out of that a lot. I've been in worse situations with police for that matter. You know, so he captured that feeling. Plus, the supernatural elements are so ill. There's so many, like, great little stories. All the characters are so great. It's just, mm-hmm. it, the, the potential for Lovecraft Country is, like, Watchmen-level, you know, of, up- of social commentary. Plus, Bro. you can get, like, Twilight Zone levels of, you know, episodes. Like, you can do so, yeah. series, you know seasons of this show mm-hmm. and i mean it falls right in the vein of all this get out stuff like like the whole jordan pill kind mm-hmm. of universe if you will like all it's the sci-fi components the horror components the political components yes um and like i think that's a great analogy you said that the fact that it, it's it's gonna be or, or similarity the similarity to things like um watchmen or, or what the overall point of watchmen was at least the hbo series so yes um Yo, y'all really, I, I'm telling y'all, read this book. Benamin said it, I said it, but for real, read mm-hmm. this book um, to prepare yourself for this because I think you'll just have a deeper understanding of it. Obviously, things are going to change from the book, so don't get mad <laughs> unless yeah. it's just egregious. Unless it's but, but no, Yeah, no, unless no, it's yeah. whack or egregious. But Yeah, but I don't like, think so. Like You've just, got my man, uh, yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but he's one of the leads, and he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco, and he's fucking fantastic. Mm. like dude is such a great actor you know so i can't wait to see him get more shine yeah i'm i'm super hyped for it um we'll hopefully get this trailer on friday facts and yeah um i think we're gonna take a quick break right here shout out to everybody watching us live we'll be right back um you know kind of like right after this (laughs) Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast, and when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to for all of nerds. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? It's Ann Stephen Harris 
Fire Artist, co-creator of Aztec, Fire Artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, I am nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to this episode of For All Nerd Show. You like that smooth transition? Oh, so cool. it's so cool. Yeah. Everybody watching right now, did you see that? <laughs> you saw that? Yo, it's crazy. It's just going to get iller from here. I promise you that. I promise you that. Yo, oh my God. We just didn't start it. We didn't be doing all kind of things, playing stuff like we, we working on some doing some Jeopardy on here. Working on doing some movie nights. The only thing is, uh, you know, it's about wild the illegal. That's what. That's yeah. what the only thing is. <laughs> that's the only thing. So we might have to do some independent movies. See if we can get some people involved. I see you pointed over there. We got the Twitch coming. You know, yeah. I've been rocking uh, Final Fantasy on here. All kind of different things. You know, thank you for subscribing. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Patreon. For making this happen. We say that all the time, but this is for real because all of this is because of y'all. Thank you. So patreon.com slash for all nerds. Make sure you head over there. You know, hit us up. Thank you. If you already are a supporter, hit us with your guac question till we don't get enough of them from y'all. Yo. You know? It's like some days, some weeks we get too many and the other weeks it's just dry so no we always did a lot but we don't get enough from patreon is what i'm saying oh that's true yeah never never enough from our patrons you know our biggest supporters our fan fam over there on patreon.com slash for all nerds but like we said it's now time for the geekly asked questions the guac is extra the guac is extra See, that's the one thing. If you're watching this on Twitch, you're not getting all the ill sound effects. You know, shout out to our producer, Mr. Luna himself. Yo. Our engineer extraordinaire who makes it sound so buttery and crisp every week. So, you know, you got to go over to SoundCloud, to iTunes, whatever, even if you are watching this and go listen to it because it's a whole different audio experience. Yeah, it is a different audio experience. Like, Luna, you are amazing. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Um, okay, so for the guac, the first up comes from Maze, aka Bloodshotta, Valkyrie Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's this next one? Let me see. Bloodshotta. Um, I, I, it took me a second, but okay. <laughs> Leona, bruh? Uh, I don't get it. Leona, bruh? Leona, uh... I don't get it. Okay. Um, and that's, it's, Leona, this is even bro. worse. This is even worse because remember we talked about Negro Domus. Now people can see how you react into these names. Leona, um, bro? Taskmaster P. Wait. Like, <laughs> like master. I'm so 
sorry, Mace. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, come on, though. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess. Um, All right. Yeah. Silk the Shockmaster. What? <laughs> AKA Cousin Pete Rock. I wait, well, what, what, what was Silk the Shockmaster? It's like Silk the Shocker. It's Silk the Shocker. The shock mask. I don't know what a shock mask is. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was bad. Sorry, fam. No, I'm so sorry, Mace. Like it's messed up that the first time we live on this, like we hear your names. But come Um, on, keep going. He ain't done yet. He got too many for one. I said cousin Pete Rock. Yeah. Uncle Charles Xavier, like Uncle Charles Xavier. I love my uncle Charles too, but no. Okay. Um, uh, a Star Lord is born. I like that one. Yeah, I, that one I can go with. Yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Do the right ting. Kind of, kind of too many, too reminiscent of another one. You know, no, no, <laughs> no. We we only have one ting of the north. You know, as it is. Facts. Yeah. And also, aka under COVID, no, brother. No, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Just Babe, stop. I'm so sorry. I Get tried. to the damn question. <laughs> okay. Okay. The question goes. Oh my gosh. The question. That was goes, no. I no no. <laughs> you don't make jokes about that one. That's how I feel. You know, it's too too soon, fam. Like way quarantine. Quin, you know, Quintino. Even that's pushing it. Like, come on now. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with him making light of it. But whatever. I guess so. Anyways, right, cool. the question. The question goes. What things. Have you guys learned about yourself since starting the podcast? How has it changed you? And if you could bring back or add any one person or segment to the show, who or what would it be? Peace and love. That is such a wild question in a way. Um, let's see from the start. I'll let you answer first. If you um, don't mind. Sure. Um, this is what happens when you try to do two things. I'm like talking in the chat, thinking about my question, yep. thinking about the answer. Um, I learned. Okay. So first of all, Especially when we first started, I thought I had a speech impediment because wow. it was just certain. And, and this is, and I don't know if it's just my accent or just the way that, you, you know, when everyone, everyone in their families develops speech patterns based on like whoever's they're near around the most. Right. So for me, it was my mom and then, you know, my dad for certain things. So I think that's also why I have a deep voice, like just comparatively speaking. But I thought I learned about myself about. Uh, my speech patterns and learning how to actually be more mindful of how I'm talking to people, particularly, um, I just said, um, but trying to get rid of word garbage, like, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and duh, and all that stuff. Learning to pause if I am having a brain fart as Mm -hmm. opposed to saying, uh, and just in general, just being clear about thinking about what I'm going to say next, like I'm doing now, thinking about what I'm going to say next and delivering my point as clearly as possible. Mm. doesn't always work out, but it at least showed me that how key and important communication is. Like, I mean, this is a podcast. This is audio only first. So people really need to understand what you're talking about. Yes, they need to be able to hear you clearly, but also can you clearly express your point of view? So this podcast helped me learn that I need to get better at it. And I'm still learning to get better at it. Um, as it, And again, as it, how it changed me, again, just made me be a little bit more introspective and do the work to make myself better as a person, mm. as a leader, as an uh, orator, all that stuff. If you can bring back or add any one person or segment to the show, who or what would it be? Obviously, I bring back Jamie for sure. Um, mm. Chico Leo already comes back. He pops up. Every so yes. often, anyway. So I mean, he's, he's right definitely around. being on video soon. Yeah, that he's right around happening. the corner. 
he's right around the corner in Brooklyn. So so thankfully, we're thankful that he's actually available to to pop up when he can. Jamie's a little different story. She she has her own thing going on. But I, I would love to have her on because sometimes I would love to have another girl on like all the time. So that's cool. But I still like support um, everyone doing their own thing. So I, I'd say those are my answers. I still say that Jamie Rigetti has the best voice, like as far as like vocal tone of who I want to hear out of all four of us. Like right. I fucking love hearing Jamie talk. Like it's just the best voice. <laughs> it is a good voice. And that's another thing. Yeah. The other thing I, I learned that I hate my voice. I mean, some people are like, your voice is fine. I'm like, I your hate that shit. Great. I hate that shit. Honestly, if there was, I, I always say this, if I go to Japan and there was a vending machine that lets you change your voice, like you can just buy a new voice, like you can buy <laughs> random shit. I would totally buy a new voice. I'm no, I, no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. would. Yes, no, I would. We need it. We, that's uh, that voice is our money. Well, <laughs> you can still have my voice, no, because I always wanted an accent and all this, like a like a British accent and all that other right. stuff. So, um, yeah, you can you can just you know take acting lessons and get a British accent. That's true. Not difficult. Yeah. True. True. But um, but yeah, I, I yeah I, I learned a lot of things about myself that maybe more self deprecating, but I also learned how to be better. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I would also love to bring Jamie back, but I also don't really think about it like that because I know Jamie can come on whenever, you know, she has time. Facts. And I know that, you know, this is our show, so we can do pretty much anything <laughs> we want. So when I'm like, you know, any bring somebody back or segment, if we feel like doing it, we do it. That's just pretty much it. You know, we're not beholden to anyone out there. No one especially pays our bills in that way other than like our patrons and stuff. So... We do what we want over here, so that I don't really worry about. What I've learned about myself goes to that. It's that I've learned that um, being yourself and really sticking true to what you believe in will get you very far in the world. Yes. You know, that's what I've learned about from doing this show. Because I learned that really just being, you know, the black geek that I am has taken me super far into places that I would never know. And then speaking my mind and being very honest and being very upfront about who I am and not really, while I listen to other people and stuff, I really don't waver in certain things. You know, it's like, I believe that, you know, we need to work towards a better humanity. And I believe that we live in a patriarchal white supremacist society and we should all fight against every day, you know? And so Message. that, yeah. And so those type of things I don't ever shy away from. And, I believe that, you know, geeks are, I mean, now it's pretty much, you know, commonplace where, you know, everybody's a geek and stuff. But when we started the show, even, it wasn't that way. Yeah. And I remember when I'd have people who weren't geeks listen to the show and they were like, yo, I don't even know what you're talking about, but you're so confident and you're so knowledgeable about what you're saying that I'm interested. And so that made me so much more confident about myself. Yes, we got that a lot about mm-hmm. like like my family definitely they were like, Well, I don't know what y'all talking about, but y'all sound good. Yeah. And it's interesting. And that actually brings me to the second point of what I what I've learned about myself mm. over the years is stick to what you know, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to in terms yep. of stay in your lane. So yep. if there's some topic or whatever that I really don't know about, I mm. don't jump into that lane because the moment I do, I sound stupid. Yep. Because it's clear that I'm just uh, uh, fucking around and trying to trying to grasp at straws. It's just like, and it's similar to what you're saying, Ben. Like, just be yourself. Do you do what what comes natural to you, and do talk about the things that you are informed on. And if you're not that informed, learn, mm. learn, do your research. Yes. 
just 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 like not everybody can be everything to everyone so that's what i learned mm-hmm. and i've just learned to be so much more confident in general about myself because i remember and i've been told this many a time over the years like the first time that we went to new york comic-con i was scared to even hand people uh at that time it was fan bros like a fan bros sticker we had the fire stickers that year <laughs> You know, fire. Oh, they were so sick. If yeah. you got one, that's a fucking classic exclusive. It is. And we were handing them out, and I was shook, you know, because I'm like, oh, who cares about this little podcast about black geek culture, you know, whatever. People were you scared of rejection? Culture. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, was, I wasn't confident in what we were doing. Mm. You confident you know? now, though. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, walk in the room and be like, yo, we here, fam. Yeah, like, where go, is what? our table? <laughs> Because that's the thing. That's something that I've always believed in. Like, you said this earlier about doing the work. And that's something I've always believed in. Like, people don't understand. Like, I was talking to Dallas Penn on Instagram yesterday. And I don't really, personally, I don't talk about my history. But I've been interviewing rappers and celebrities since I was 16 years old. This is no lie. You know, I've got footage. I'm about to actually digitize a lot of footage from back then. I've got footage, photos, everything. You know, when I was at Howard, I interviewed everyone. When I was in high school, I interviewed everyone. So when I got to like the combat jet show and stuff, I'd already been a DJ, you know, I'd already been that. I'd already been running my own uh, blog, please don't say.com, which at the time was one of the, you know, top, I'd say 20 hip hop blogs. And at moments, it was one of the top five, you know. No it lie. was up there. It was up there. Yeah. I knew that before I knew you. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I DJed in major clubs around the world. So I'd like been around celebrity fame, all that stuff for a long time, well before we even got to combat. So it wasn't like this is new to me or any of that stuff. But at the same time, I'm not one who walk around and talk about it. I just do the effing work, mm. you know. And I also believe in, like, nobody tests me. I've, I've learned that. And, I, and I, don't, I knew that before this. Like, if I go on the net or whatever, talk about hip-hop, about geek culture, whatever, it's like people can say whatever, but they know my fucking history. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, I might be wrong about a subject or whatever, and we can debate it. But at least I know what the hell I'm talking about. And I know that, you know, because I've mm-hmm. done the work and you can check the resume. You know, that's I mean, I don't, it's not even no thing. It's like I fully believe in what we do and I became confident in what we do. I know me and you are both dope hosts. You know, I know that we do some of the best interviews I've ever heard because I've been interviewing people since I've been 16 and I've been studying the game since then. You know, I know what a good interview is. I know what a good show is. You know, I came up under combat even after all that work I'd already done. Who's one of the best to me ever. You know, so. Rest in peace, combat. Combat. Reggie taught me so much, too. Word life. Like a lot. So. Don't be sitting over there texting with the angry face, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) You live on the air. What you doing over there texting with the angry face? If nothing else, Reggie was like, get y'all shit out there. Like, put y'all shit out there and work. So we learn a lot. Um, The next question comes from Tuxedo Flask, a.k.a. Statica Shakur. What up? Long time listener and also Patreon fan fam. They write, what is the worst episode or arc of your favorite series? And did that influence your opinion of the series moving forward? It can be a movie, a show, book or comic, etc. Yeah, shout out to George Kimona who told me to skip every uh, droids related episode of Clone Wars. Oh, shit. I wish I'd listened. <laughs> oh, is that bad? <laughs> Yo, there was oh. a four-parter. They've been doing these, like, in season four or five, or maybe even three on, they started doing, like, three-parters. The first two seasons were, like, 
One episode story done. It was fantastic. Okay. Then they started doing these three-parters, and some of them shits drag. Then they did what I think was a four-parter on these droids with a story that had already been, like, a concept of a story. It had already been done in a series. I know because I'm watching it all at once. You know, so I'm like, yo, I've already gotten this lesson. You know, I've already learned this thing you're trying to tell through this four-parter. So when I got, like, to three and a half, I, I stepped to the next episode. Damn. Yeah, and some shout out to regular chef who said in the chat that them droids, I mean, trash. I won't say trash, but... Oof. I'm but no, trying. it didn't change my opinion. Clone Wars is amazing because right after that droid episode, oh my God, Dr. Hannah, there's an episode where I was, I, if I'd been like holding something, I would have dropped it. All right. I'm yeah. going to have to come back to you next week, Statica, because I, every time I run into an episode, whatever, that is t- terrible trash, like I just erase it from my mind almost. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I, I put it in the, the rubbish bin mentally and I'm like, oh, I'm, because I'm usually very angry that I, I subjected myself to it. And it's usually because I, I take the time to watch and, and, and if something disappoints me that bad, I'm like, yo, fuck this shit. So I have to come back to you on that, but I know something has pissed me off to no um, end. People hate the last season of lost. I don't really love it, but it, I've, I've never watched lost. Yeah. People hate it. Um, I, it's never changed my opinion of lost. I still think lost is one of the greatest shows mm-hmm. of all time. And I'll fight people who disagree. Oh, you know what? I do. I can't say one. It's an older. It's an old one, but it's it's true. Um, fucking Hunger Games, bro. Both the book and the mm. movie, because the movie follows the books. Yeah. The way that shit ended, shit ended. Like you could tell. Um, Suzanne Collins. Yeah, that was the the, the author. You can tell she kind of just ran out of steam. She was like, "Yeah, bro, we just gonna <laughs> close wrap the it book up, on that. Me. We gonna wrap it up." Like it was just like that's how you end the shit. Like fuck Peter. Like whatever. Like. <laughs> I'm like I was a big and I still kind of am. I was a big Hunger not, uh, Hunger Games fan, and mm-hmm. I just was not with the shits when it came to how that shit ended. So let's say that. Um, yes, and I'm looking at the chat. Caitlin. Yes. Caitlin says the, the last Hunger Games seemed like it was written by someone different. Like what the fuck, bro? Like I, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, I I don't know. But um, let's see. Uh, it's same person. Caitlin. They asked a question too in the chat. They said, what's your favorite film or TV adaptation of a book or short story, comic book or graphic novel? This is the question we get a lot, um, but we have so many. Uh, favorite film or TV adaptation Ooh, of a book or Watchmen. short story? Watchmen, yes! Yeah. Now, now it's Watchmen. Yeah, now it's Watchmen. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's yeah. so many great, so I won't, you know, I won't take away from a lot. There have been a lot of good, I think Infinity War and Endgame. You know, because they're not at all. They're not. You know, they're not the same story from. And the I book. and I always say, Infinity, the Infinity War movie <laughs> helps out a lot of characters. So yeah, but versus the I book. think they're you know both incredible. So, um, I want to read some of these comments in this in the chat because they're funny. Um, uh, regular chef writes, Ben, I mean, gonna have everybody too shook to give AKAs. Nah, <laughs> I think people are gonna be shook because they're gonna see your face. Um, you got to bring the real. Volkmer says, this is why I'll never submit an AKA, laughing my ass off. Image Inception says, the look of disappointment confusion is hilarious. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got to, Negro Domus, you got people shook on this shit. All right. Uh, thank y'all for, yeah, thank y'all for everybody on Twitch right now. Uh, do we have yeah. any other questions tonight? Um, the I'll, I'll read this. It also comes from Maze, the person that you hated like 98% of his AKAs. But, yes. 
<laughs> I did. So I'm not going to subject you to them again, but here's the second question. Leona, uh, bro, somebody got to explain that. Somebody in the chat. I don't. Yeah, explain don't Leona, it. bro, to me. Is like that like that, a beer reference? I don't All know. Right. The question What's goes, yep. I have a hypothetical question. Say you two were in charge. <laughs> say you two were in charge of reopening all movie theaters. How would you approach this? Stop reading the question before I say it. Would you, would you have the same movie on multiple screenings to offset capacity restrictions or a variety of movies across screens? Also, what previously released movie would you use to entice people to show up for the first few weeks? First of all, how would you murder people? (laughs) First of fucking all, don't do what AMC did because I think that shit was wild petty. We'll get into that later. No, no, let's get into that. I mean, before yeah, because but uh we get into that in a minute. I just want to answer his question. Um, (laughs) The answer is I'm not reopening movie theaters. Yeah, fuck the movie theaters. Not anytime soon, my guy, because. As Ben Ami says, do you want to kill people? So No, how not, do you want to kill people? But, like, but as, how would you how? like to kill people? Yeah. As far, so how have I approached this? I, the way my approach is, until Fauci or someone reputable, as in like, like C. Brandon Obunu, says that it's okay, I'm not reopening the theaters. And even if I am, I'm just like, the way shit is set up is, is, is to me, it's like hustling backwards. Why would you open a theater and then implement social distancing? So you mean like every other seat can be filled? And it's just like, well, what happens when it's a small theater and you only got like 10 seats any or 20 seats mm-hmm. anyway? So like you're a half capacity or a quarter capacity. Do you ramp up over time? I know that's what you meant when you asked this question, Mace. But to me, I'm just like, I'm not opening. I'm not opening. Period. You're going to be like Alamo or any of these nicer theaters where they have people bringing you food? I, I mean, everyone's gonna have to wear masks and stuff. I don't. Here's, here, here's the thing. I, I don't know what the new world looks like yeah. when, when we're talking about theaters and all stuff. When we, when we do get to a point, and we will get to a point where it's like everything's quote unquote safe. What does that mean? What does that look like? I don't know. I have no idea, but I know if uh, in this hypothetical world, if I was in charge of reopening all movie theaters, this is what I would do. I'd sell my stock. <laughs> like, and like now that we now that we've cleared this question, let's go into the whole AMC thing. Ooh, fuck Boy Central. If y'all don't know, <laughs> yo, it's it, like it can't be nothing else. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Let me get into it. If y'all don't oh, know, it's definitely white men. This is definitely white men. Okay, yeah. Okay. But I thought it was a white woman that's owned AMC. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. I mean, it's still white men at the heart of that too. You know, fifty three percent. Right. So facts. Um, <laughs> um message. Um, <laughs> why they vote there? <laughs> they, you know, their husband come home. Hey, I love them. The oh, movie, okay. You know, the I don't want to get beat tonight. The movie you know? Trolls World Tour, I think it's called, or whatever like that. But anyway, the newest troll movie. Um, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, what Universal decided to do was do a VOD, video on demand release first. Meaning, yep. they were like, look, you can't go nowhere, but we got this shit on. Like, we got this shit sitting here. We're not going to fumble the bag. Let's release it. Which is smart. From a business perspective, from a logic perspective, it's like, look, we got this content. Or to their credit, content. Let's put this shit out there. They made, according to them, they made more in like the first, what, two weeks of release or some shit than they made in like the first four months of being in a theater um, on the last Trolls movie. So all they did, all Universal did was like, yo, they put out a statement that essentially said this, yo, this VOD strategy was on point. We, you know, we did that. We're, you know, we're going to continue with this. And, and, you know, later on when the theaters open up, we're going to give it to the theaters. Boom. That's what they said. Here come AMC talking about 
oh, so y'all going to make unilateral decisions like that? Bet. No more universal films in our theaters, period. (laughs) That's what AMC said. Now, I read their whole statement. And while I understand parts of the sentiment, at the same time, like, this just looks petty as fuck. Like, what was Universal supposed to do? Sit on the bag? Fumble the bag? Like, why would... It's a, first of all, it's a kid's movie. Kids are at home with their parents right now. Parents is dying trying to get away from their kids and they don't want to be their teachers and all this other shit no more. They want to give them something that they can take their mind off at least for a couple of hours or whatever how long Trolls is. Why would they not? This is... this is It would be stupid not to release a video on demand. It makes sense. AMC was mad because I guess Universal didn't go to AMC was like, yo, can we do it this way? Like, I guess because they didn't give permission. They just decided to go forward. But my thing is, what the fuck else are they supposed to do? If y'all got the answer, let me know. What else was they supposed to do? And then for y'all to say, and then what they said in the statement was, we didn't do this to be petty. Yes, y'all did. You were telling me everything, any Universal movie, y'all not going to hold in AMC theaters, bro? Nationwide or worldwide? I don't know if AMC is overseas, but yes, the whole chain, bro? Yeah. No. I mean, that also is like showing them like maybe they really don't care about Universal movies either. That also shows the power because, you know, it, if Marvel pulled this movie, they'd be like, all right. Right, you know? like I and, this, and, and, and in the chat, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shout out to the chat. Volkmer also says AMC is so petty because they were they said it like they was giving Universal an L. Yeah, like no, bro, you are not. The thing about and I said this on Twitter, I understand that there is a somewhat symbiotic relationship between theaters and yep. these and these studios. And yes, the nothing matches the theater experience, especially if it's a movie where everyone's all in the same mental mm-hmm. space and, and and emotional space and all that other stuff. There's nothing like it. At the same time, you have to adapt with the times. There is no theater right now. There is no $50 tub of popcorn and all that shit. People's already paying premium to watch this troll shit on VOD. So what are you supposed to do? You ain't giving nobody L but you. Because to me, <laughs> like you see everybody in the chat, everybody on Twitter, I'm just like, y'all look wild petty. And it's very easy for me not to go to AMC except for like one or two things. That's going to fuck up with y'all margins. And what's to say that AMC's response is not going to hit back on them? It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit them back in the wrong way. It's already starting. Oh, you mean if Universal's response to AMC? No, no, no. AMC's responses. AMC talking oh. about, oh, we pulling Universal. What's to stop other other um st- uh, studios from saying oh well fuck y'all we gonna do this too mm-hmm. and what? also what's to stop other theaters from being i mean other theaters ain't they still gonna carry universal yeah so you're gonna you're gonna give yourself the l what, what happens when universal does have that hit that you need you know who knows that might pop up to, you know when theaters open it ain't like marvel gonna be on disney gonna be on top forever like somebody gonna have a hit you know Di- even though disney on top they other people still have hits every year. Like, I didn't understand that. I just, to me, they just could have, again, I understood certain points. They could have just did it way more tactfully. It just, it just looks poorly upon, it reflects poorly upon you, AMC, ma'am. So, <laughs> anyways, that's, that's the end of Guac, Ben, I mean. <laughs> you let Nas down. If <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> it was Wally, was it one mic? I mean. <laughs> Ooh, that 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 took our new reference this week, didn't it? Oh, yo, oh, yo, that, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. that's the end of Guac. All right. Um, you, uh, it let's you guys know if you have a Guac question, whether it be about geek and pop culture, whether it be about your own personal life, or whether you have questions for us, don't even matter. Hit us up. Contact our foralnerds.com if you want to email us. 
You can also hit us up on the socials at Four Owners. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, you are one of the Patreon fan fam, you get a guaranteed guac question on a, if you're on a certain tier. But just hit us. Send us a note. Say, yo, I got a question. You know, why Ben I mean be frowning at my AKAs all the time? Don't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta step it up. You know, Maze has had some great ones. Don't don't act like I haven't bid them up when he's had some great ones. He has. You know, no, you have. Yes. You but have. This it's week, just, this week was you know the level kinda, of burn is too. And and I'm sorry I keep yeah, bringing him up because he's rough. like I know he's rough. like I can't believe they focus the entire segment on my bad AK. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we also answered the question. So thank you for the question. That was a great question as well. Yes. And thank you to everybody who sends in their question week after week. And I think with that, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, we're about to take another break and we'll be right back. As always, thank you for listening, for watching this episode of the For All Nerd Show on all kind of platforms, especially right now. We are on twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. We are live on there as we speak. If you missed it and you're listening to this show on one of those other platforms, you can go over to twitch.tv slash For All Nerds right now and watch because we have a plethora of videos up there. A plethora. Yes. As well as on our YouTube.com slash For All Nerds, where there's also... For All Nerds TV. For All Nerds TV. The URLs, YouTube.com slash For All Nerds TV. Yeah. If you type YouTube For All Nerds, it comes right up. It comes up, right. There can only be one. Only one. Yeah. And so it's right there. We got all kind of videos over there. I've got my Twitch.tv slash DJ Ben Amin, where you'll be seeing me DJ. It'll be on this channel as well. If you haven't already caught that, all kind of things. I'm in Tatiana. I could be rocking that Animal Crossing soon enough. It's going down. Um, it's a lot going down. Yes. Also, as I'm watching ourselves on the stream, I have to learn. Like, I remember I told you guys, yeah, I'm learning different things about as the show progresses and evolves and stuff. I have resting bitch face, so sometimes I'm just sitting there, <laughs> and people are just like, "Are she mad? Is she upset?" And I gotta remember, like, I'm on camera. You guys can see me just doing RBF, so I will not. I'm not gonna be smiling all the time, but I will be more mindful because I'm not angry. I'm actually very happy right now. And Volkamir said we need a soundboard. We actually already do. You know, I already got the DJ equipment hooked into this. Yeah, no, it's I could coming, be bro. dropping all kind of bombs and all that right now, but we also like to save that. You know, like I said, we have an editor who does an amazing job. And so if we start dropping all kinds of stuff in here, how's he going to do his work? <laughs> He's going to be like, I cannot believe you guys ruined all the audio. <laughs> yeah, fam. Like, come on, man. Y'all asked you too much right now. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, we got all kinds of intermissions. We got all yeah. kinds of stuff going on in here. This yeah. shit fire. Yeah, but the, sound, but the soundboard is coming for other things. Maybe not Facts. when we record the podcast, but for other things, it's coming, bro. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. you. Yeah, we, we got, got that. You know, all kinds of drops coming in here. Ben, Ben, I mean, you know how I do. Come on, man. That's what we do. Soundboard. Yeah, we used to have a soundboard for the Combat Jazz show that I'm actually A King found it the other day, but man, I can't even play that. Shout out to A King. Them sounds are trife. (laughs) (laughs) Them sounds are full of trifling. What's new? What's new? I'll tell you what's new in some very good news. Mm -hmm. Queen Sono has been renewed for a second season. 
on Netflix. Thank y'all very much. That was one of my favorite shows. Was that this year? Wow. Yeah, it last is. Year? I don't know. No, it was this, last year. Was it? What, Queen Sono? Oh, yeah. when you talked about it for the first time? Yep. Last year? No, it was this year. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I know I know this. I know 2020 <laughs> feels like a decade, but here we are. Jeez. Remember we were saying that about 2019? Nope. Yeah, hold that uh, L. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic actress, fantastic show. Actually, I loved it. Just one of my favorite shows. If you haven't peeped it yet, you know, we're all sitting at home and it's right there on Netflix. Queen Sono, first season, only six episodes long. Fire. It's about a uh, secret agent based in South Africa. Pearl Thusi plays Queen Sono, the lead character who is the secret agent. So it's basically like getting a black woman as James Bond, but even better because you get all the South African culture infused into this Mm. show about Mm. secret agents and all that stuff. And the South African culture is not just infused. It is in the very DNA of the show. Like it Mm. deals with so many topics that are only relevant to Africans, African-Americans, you know, all of us. So peep it. Very Keep great it. show. So happy that it got a second season. I can't wait for that. Yes. For real. And since you mentioned yes. South Africa, I have to shout out Andy. What up, Andy? Andy's longtime, longtime, longtime listener, supporter of Four All Nerds. What up? I see you, South Africa. What up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dropped its trailer for the final season. I actually fell off Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a while back. I might get back on it right now because what else, you know? Um, but I fell off. Agent Shield was always a dope show. I'm happy that it got this many seasons as it did. It was just one of those network shows where sometimes, man, them 23 episode seasons be like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> start doing that, you know, Street Fighter. No, what's that? Uh, um, right. Start doing the uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you well, you know, know, it's also interesting how, like, it really, I, I attribute it to Netflix, like the Netflix effect that. Now seasons aren't that long anymore, yes. and 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 honestly, sometimes for the better because you can get really, really good focused content within eight episodes, nine episodes, maybe maybe ten episodes. So um, you don't need fifty five episodes. Now, of course, if things are well written and and if they just know what they're doing, then yeah, more episodes mm-hmm. the better, great. But it just comes to show you that it's not necessarily required. Yes, no, and. Uh, Volkmer said the season was too short, and I hope not, actually, man. I actually prefer seasons right now. Like, uh, we were talking about Unorthodox, and that's only five episodes, right? And that shit is fire. It's incredible. Like, watch that, y'all. Unorthodox is on Netflix. Yeah, so good, and you don't waste time. And I felt the same way with Clean Sono. I could have used maybe one more episode, but I love the way that episode was so tense and so filled with like, yo, what's going to happen? And then it like set up the next season so well. So I thought it was perfect, man. And like, I've been watching Better Call Saul, and that's 10 episodes. I finished the first season of that, and I thought that was great. I thought Better Call Saul, man, uh, what's his name? Vince Gilligan, he's such a beast, yo. Vince is a beast. He Vince does is it a beast. so well. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to, full disclosure, I'm not a fan of Better Call Saul, just FYI. But oh, wow. Yeah, I, I just yeah. couldn't get into it, but Vince Gilligan is a beast. Yeah, I love it because it's like, just on Breaking Bad, it's the same way. It's like you got these 10-episode season. The ninth episode is the one where it just all turns up. And then the 10th just sets up the next season so well. And as a writer, I'm so impressed with that because it like, you know, it's like the page turn where it's like gets you to turn the page to the next season. And he's so good at doing that, man. So shout out. I, I'm loving. I didn't think I'd like Better Call Saul. I feel you. 
Because I was like, I never wanted to watch it. I never cared. And people were like, you're better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, fuck out of here. Ain't no way it's better than Breaking Bad. And I'm not saying that yet till I'm only one season in, but I'm enjoying it on the level of Breaking Bad in a way that I did not think I would. Yeah. I care about the characters who have no relation to Breaking Bad now. Probably as much as the characters who I knew from Breaking Bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you and you and Chico share similar sentiments. Yeah, it's really good, Joe. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know, one thing I wanted to do this week, uh, Ch- Chico's not here, uh, but I'm 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 cribbing him a little bit. But I wanted to do a Tatiana pick of the week. Um, Tatiana's pick of the week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that song. Um, it's not like some esoteric thing that you know, new thing that you have never heard of that that Chico usually does. That um, and it's actually usually fire what he picks. But my pick of the week is actually Westworld. Uh, the last yeah. couple of weeks. I started this series and I, I caught up. Now I'm completely fully caught up. I'm on the, wow. the, the current season. Uh, no, we like going hard. When I say yeah. watching this shit every single day. Um, I love Westworld to a T. Like, okay. And we, I know it was coming. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. No, no. I, I'm not hate, I, mean, I, I haven't that. seen, I haven't seen near enough of the show to, to, you know, I saw the first season. I thought it was cool. I did not watch the second season. But maybe like one episode in it. Mm-hmm. And then I start on the third and I watch one episode in that. And I was just like, this ain't for me. You know, this was good. But that's, I don't. That's fair. Yeah. I, I loved it from freaking jump. Yeah. And perhaps because I am, I'm a huge sci-fi, huge, uh, uh, what do you call that? Like, like, uh, existence questioning type yeah. of person. And, and. You know, are we real? This is a simulation. All that type of shit. Like, that is my fucking bread and butter. Mm-hmm. All that Isaac Asimov shit. Like, I'm into that hard body. So, yep. Westworld goes into that really deeply, obviously. Um, Tandy Newton's one of the leads. I fucking love mm-hmm. Tandy. And just the way... She's a beast. She's a beast. But just this, for me, if you're that type of person who you're into the sci-fi, but you're also... It also has heist thriller elements. Yep. And, and also... um uh. Oh my God! Why am I blanking? What's your name? That my other girl that plays Valkyrie in uh, t- uh, 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 Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yep. Tessa Thompson is in it, and mm-hmm. she's a beast. So please, uh, there's a lot of people who just show up in this too. So it's it's just good to see random people pop up. Um, Jeffrey Wright is incredible in this as well. I didn't realize oh, how yeah. how huge he was as a person. Like I didn't realize. So like, what um, do you mean? Like he's uh, he has stature. Jeffrey Wright, like when he like he's just I thought you never was seen just... Shaft. No, why? Would oh no? <laughs> man, that's not my lane. No, look, okay, it's not a good movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not a. But he, this was when he was young, right? And this is the story that they tell about it. Yeah. He came on the set and he was, but he's playing a villain, but he's not the main villain, you know, and at least in the script. Mm-hmm. And his role was very short, but this. You know, I'm about to say this. This man comes on the sh- on the set and destroys it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like where they had to write more scenes for him nightly. They said they just kept writing and writing to the really? point where I don't even remember who plays. It might be Christian Bale who plays the main villain. And I don't. All I remember is like when, the, when I first saw it, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And he's a superstar. <laughs> well, he's he's very. He just has a presence. He yes. really does, and. Even though for for a few episodes his his character was getting on my nerves, I will admit yep. that. Still, just overall the story, the approach, 
the the future tech that's the other thing i'm i'm a i'm such a huge geek when it comes to futurism and future tech mm-hmm. and my eye especially second season my eyes were fucking big as saucers seeing all the all the you know the new the just the ideas maybe that's also why i'm a star trek person just yep all of the applications of, of tech and, and everything behind it and how it affects humanity. So again, I recommend Westworld is huge. I already know it's a big show. Anyway. Um, I, I don't, I don't know where it falls on the scale of, you know, how popular it is. I know it's popular enough, which is why it's, it's, it's on it's, 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 it's this season, but um, yeah, just watch it, watch it. Mm. And I'm sorry. And it's on season three right now. Yes. I said season two, it was on season three right now. So Definitely watch that. It's on HBO, so if you don't have it, maybe get somebody's HBO Go login. Watch that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. I will say real quick, uh, you know, comic books still haven't been back on shelves, but real quick, let's do a comic psycho. It's not the same without the effect, right? That one, <laughs> that one, I might need to button. I might need to, you know, comment. You know, I might Luna would kill one. you for for killing this audio. I know, I know, but you know, we might need the button for that one. But anyway, comics I cop. We'll be talking about all the comments we've been copping, even though they have reading, looking at, reminiscing over the days when you could go to a comic book shop. That's what we do with comics I cop. And even though I haven't um been to the store lately, I did get a delivery from my local comic book shop. Anyone Comics came through with the delivery. Shout outs to y'all. They brought me the beautiful, and it's so beautiful, uh, Tatiana, House of X, Powers of X hardcover. Ooh, I want that. It's glorious. Like, it's so well done. Like, it doesn't have too many extras. It's got some sketch art and stuff like that. But the pages are really glossy and oversized, so you can see the art. Mm. And everything is so fire. I'm really happy with that purchase. Uh, also, I got the latest issue of Far Sector, which we were talking about last week, and um, a few other books. But, you know, I just want to say try and support your local combo book shop if you're able. Hit them up. See if they're still doing deliveries or pickups or if you can get some gift cards for them, whatever have you. Please do. Please support your local combo book shop. And one last thing, because I'm really actually kind of hype about this, y'all. Um, It's weird, like we talked about confidence and all that stuff earlier in the show, but the other day I posted some of my screenshots from Spider-Man PS4 Mm -hmm. on on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Beautiful. There's actually this guy, uh, his name is Ben Riley on Twitter, but he's a, uh, I think he's from New Zealand, I'm not sure, or Austria, one or the other, but he, that's like two completely different places in the world, but he is insane. So dope with his shots. Like his whole you know, Twitter feed, it's just nothing but the most fire Spider-Man shots I've ever seen. Oh, and wow. I peeped his stuff a few weeks ago and I was like, wow, you can do so much more than what I've ever done. So I went back and I started, you know, experimenting with the camera in there and I'm getting better. And I felt like those were some good shots where I, I could post them. But even when I posted them, I was mad nervous, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. And then that dude liked my shit and retweeted it and was like, yo, these are dope shots. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, See? like. See what happens yeah. when you put good in the universe, you get good back to you. And that's what I'm telling people. Like, it is not, it's also about putting good in the universe, but it's also about just putting yourself out there. Yes. You know, because that's really all I wanted. I can't be like, I just wanted a few people to be like, yo, these are dope. And when that dude who I consider to be really dope was like, yo, these are dope, it made me to take more, you know, really get better at it. Because. I've always been a photographer. I've always studied film, you know, even before DJing, I've been into film. I went 
to Howard for film and photography. Hate you? Yes, sir. You know. But, you know, I feel like I, I take some photos and stuff, but it's just one of those things where I don't really put that out there as much. But, like, with this digital photography, I'm really enjoying it. And I was asking people other games like Spider-Man that I can play and take dope photos in. And people gave me a list. So I'm going to be doing some more of that. But I really, Spider-Man is just, to me, it's one of the best for taking photos. Or even the list of games people were giving me, I'm like, eh, but can you, you know, can you get me photos of Spider-Man? Do you know someone today on Twitter was like, to be honest, Peter Parker doing the photos of Spider-Man is basically his version of OnlyFans. Wow.